Hey everyone, welcome back to the fourth installment of Love Always, the happy podcast for your corazón and the podcast that makes you really happy and makes you want to give you motivation for the rest of your day. So today is a special day because we have a guest with us, Mr. Kane Parker. Howdy. <laughs> Kane's going to be with us and he's going to be talking about the fourth one of Wake Up to Hope, a devotional by Joel and Victoria Olstein, and it's called The Same Favor. Kane, what is your background with religion? I was raised Catholic at the St. Cyril's Church in Houston, and around my 14th year of life, I converted to Christianity. And I have been so ever since. I was a part of the Life Path Evangelical Church here in Cyprus. And I think I've got a rather good relationship with Christ right now. That's awesome. I, my background's a little bit more different. I got kicked out of Sunday school because I was talking about evolution and dinosaurs and the nun. She did not appreciate that I had so many questions. But, I mean, a young six-year-old wants to know these things. And what are you going to do? So my mom kind of got upset with the church and said, you're not going back there. So I don't even have my confirmation or my communion. Haven't done communion yet? Nope. I've just been baptized. It is a, a the first communion <laughs> was a wonderful experience to, to go through as a child looking back on it. Um, have you been baptized once or twice? Once. Once. I don't know. If, I know that different, different cultures have different uh, ways of doing that. Back at my church, you were baptized once as a baby uh, where your parents give you to Christ. And then uh, later on down the line, I believe it was after your first communion, you were baptized a second time where you give yourself uh, just as a, a confirmation or an affirmation. Um, I'm not sure if, if Christianity practices it the same way or even if they practice the same First Communion as Catholicism did. Uh, I know with uh, Life Path Church, the one I've been going to most recently, uh, they just view it as if you've been baptized, if you give yourself to Christ, you are uh, able to take communion with them. So I don't think it's entirely necessary to go through those steps. I think that's more of a, a community you have with the church. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, well, growing up Catholic, you know, we weren't, we weren't allowed to get any of the communion until we, you know, completed everything. And it was always this kind of nerve-wracking feeling when you're, you know, sitting down and you're watching everyone else get up around you and you're just kind of like yeah being that, that grown adult <laughs> yeah just kind of out of the loop <laughs> it's like should i get up i mean i'm already an adult like why does this feel so terrible it's like do they know though right <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's one of those things you have to come to terms with on yourself you got to be either willing to uh, accept that blessing that uh, i believe they normally give if you haven't uh -huh. received your first communion uh, I have met people in the past who have openly admitted they've never received any type of first communion or baptism, but they will go to a church and take communion regardless. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really don't know if there are any uh, repercussions for that. I haven't really studied into it. I just know that there are different views on how to handle it. So it's, it's definitely an interesting concept. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was kind of like, you know, you, I put myself purposely in like the kids table during Thanksgiving because it's, that's kind of what it felt like. It's like, Gosh. okay, I'm not an adult yet. You I know? still don't feel comfortable <laughs> sitting around the adults of my family at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> I'd rather sit with my immediate group of, of family members in my age range, you know, our little, Your little uh, cousin our little, group. What's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Our, our, I don't know what the word is. Your little, your little mini culture of the family. Your little nuclear group. It's not really a nuclear group. I think that's more of like your immediate family. It's, it's, it's your, your, your generation of the family. Oh, okay, I get right? you. The so, lo- the millennials. <laughs> n- not like that. I mean, like, all right. So your, your parents, it, in their generation of the family, you've got your parents, and they're within that age range. Their cousins, their nephews, right. aunts, and things yeah. like that. Right. Your, your children your nieces your nephews they're all below you but then your parents and their immediate cousins they're in that generation above you right uh that's just my view on it that's how i've always experienced it in my family and i'd rather sit with my immediate generation and those younger than me because i feel like i'm I'm so far separated from the generation older than me even though at most i think it's only like 15 16 years oh yeah, because yeah, the, the people in my family had children at a young age. Okay. Even, even those in my current generation had children at a young age. I have a younger brother who has a child, and he's 19, I think, now. So it feels weird sitting at the adult table not feeling like the adult, adult. Yeah. even though you're an adult. See, I knew I was an adult once they started giving me like the regular plates that can break <laughs> and not the paper or plastic plates anymore. I was like, yeah, I made it. And then they turned around, hey, go clean the dishes. Oh, like, and I want the paper plates. <laughs> Everyone gets paper plates. <laughs> so, okay, so different backgrounds, basically different upbringings. Um, but the still same message in your heart is being close to Jesus, being close to God. And, you know, you put him first in your life is what I got there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we do. We try to. Uh, for the most part, we do. I can't say I'm perfect in that. And we're all human. Uh, I can definitely say there have been situations where I probably didn't even consider God in that immediate relationship. Uh, but that's that's a growing experience. That's something uh, I, I learned to, to change over time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? In certain situations when you kind of want to just give someone a piece of your mind. I I think the most common places I've experienced that thought were situations where I didn't want to be in control. Where I felt, where I was given responsibility of a situation I didn't want to be responsible for. Okay. Interesting. I think Disney. You think Disney in that situation? I think Disney in that situation. So, for all the podcast listeners, we went to Disney. And there was a situation at Epcot with our other friend who said something. And another person at Epcot was just kind of... How would you say it? Like, she just kind of, like, turned around and kind of got upset snapped she snapped yeah she snapped and it was just kind of like i remember what you're talking about now it took me a second yeah it's like do do we 
do you like tell her like hey mind your own business or do you just kind of like keep it to yourself and i think it was a keep it to yourself kind of moment but we really wanted to say something i think that's just a a difference in in culture i mean for one our little group we we were all adults there were no children there yeah and so our in our mind we were at a location where one there isn't many children even though it's disney it's the epcot portion of disney Mm -hmm. Uh, there's definitely a lot more adults and adult themed uh beverages definitely adult themed beverages and so to be told hey there's a children there's a child here watch yourself over a entirely private conversation i get it it's out in the open but all the same the conversation is private exactly uh it kind of feels like somebody else is digging in their nose where it doesn't belong but at the same time yes there is a child there yeah but I still think it was, I mean, it wasn't anything that was vulgar that was being said. It was just viewpoints about World War Two. Yeah. I still don't know how we even got onto the topic of World War Two. But We were in the France Pavilion. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's start the fourth installment. It's called The Same Favor. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8 It's so important to understand the character of God. What he's done for others, he will do for you. The same God who displayed his favor in the Bible is still at work today. Today, God wants to flood you with the same favor that he flooded Joseph, Abraham, and Elijah. He wants to open new doors, line up supernatural appointments, and bring new increase in provision. The question is, are you ready to receive it? Can you see it with your eyes of faith? Today, know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is with you and for you. Even before you see things turn around, believe that he is working on your behalf. And when he pours out his favor, it won't just be a drizzle. It's going to be a flood, a flood of ideas, a flood of good breaks, a flood of talent. Keep believing, keep hoping, and keep praising, because that same favor that was in the Bible is coming your way. Now, in the previous episode, I mentioned something about modern miracles in everyday life. You know, we don't have Jesus you know, making a blind man see now, you know, that's kind of unheard of, or, you know, having men being lowered from the ceiling, you know, and being able to walk from then on forward, or being rid of diseases by entering a river. You know, we don't see any of that, but we do see modern miracles in, you know, being late for something, but to avoid a car accident, or someone getting hurt, or pulling an expensive card out of a $5 pack and you just won, you know, $400 or something. And Magic the Gathering reference there. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. It's, um, they're definitely modern miracles. And I think that when it says, you know, the God from the Bible is going to drizzle, not just drizzle, but flood you with favor and be there for you, 
it's kind of hard for someone in today's world to imagine I'm going to get a flood of good favor. I'm going to get a flood of good breaks because we're thinking of these astronomical kind of miracles of, you know, I'm going to win the lottery and buy a car and buy two mansions. But it's these little modern miracles that keep happening. What do you think? Well, I think most people these days, with the, the worldview being what it is, a lot, of, a lot more people are depressed. A lot more people are mentally ill. It's become a more commonly uh, sociable thing to be open about any disease or sickness and things like that, where people think that to be flooded with any kind of gift needs to be one after the other with uh, no break in between, right? You can't have one good day and follow that up with a normal not good day, not bad per se, just not good, and then accept that as a miracle. Um, especially with the idea that uh, in most people's minds a miracle is something that's just not scientifically possible. Everything about it screams God or screams something supernatural. Something as simple as you didn't trip over some rock on your way to work that may have led to some sort of serious injury as a miracle. So the lack of belief in miracles, I think, is really what changes people's viewpoint on it. Yeah. Do you feel like you experience some kind of small miracle? All the time. Right? I think that... I, I try to give every good moment to the Lord. Everything that turned out well, even though it couldn't, even though it shouldn't, to the Lord as a, as a way of thanks, you know. Yeah, I agree. So in the last one, um, I spoke about our mutual friend who struggles with his faith about it. And um, one miracle that I know for sure that he... For some reason, he just seems to forget was he was in a very serious accident with an 18-wheeler. And he should not be alive. He really shouldn't. That car got squished. You know, everybody in the car was okay and fine after. But that could have been something a little bit more, you know, serious. And I think that that is a modern miracle. Something that, you know is a flood of good favor. I definitely think that with the all the revolutions of science and the increase of knowledge, people have taken the idea of miracles mm-hmm. and continuously put it higher and higher up on a pedestal to where now even the slightest the slightest possible miracle is no longer accepted as a miracle. For example, you know, coming out of a serious car crash with minimal injury, if any at all. Yeah. Right. Back in back in the time of uh, Jesus' time, something as serious as, you know, getting up after you were sick. You know, when everybody expects you to be bedridden possibly for the rest of your days. Yeah. Uh, as, as a true miracle, a sign, an act of God. Nowadays, if you have, say, some sort of disease, I think a common one is like an appendix being ruptured, 
right? If you come of that, come out of that unscathed, it's just a medical uh, glory, right? Just some kind of hey, you lucked out, yeah. Rather than you know, this is a miracle. Or you broke your rib bone and it didn't happen to pierce your heart. It's yeah, just like oh, let's say hey, you, you broke all your ribs, every single one, but. Hey, no, no other damage than that, right? Your it's lungs just, are great. Just, your lungs are in perfect condition. The ribs didn't so much as nudge them, <laughs> right? So, yeah. I, I definitely think as science has progressed, not that it, there's anything wrong with science progressing. I personally think that it's great that we're becoming smarter and more knowledgeable with these things. But the the view of God has definitely decreased in that time. Yeah, you know, I I think so too. And I and I think it's because everyone is wanting, you know, these really really big miracles and it's you know, it's just it's not something that is done anymore, but other miracles are done in its place. So, for the prayer for today, it says, "Father, thank you for your favor and blessing that is available to me each and every day. I turn my heart and mind toward you." And I am looking for new open doors and supernatural appointments. I declare that a flood is coming to me, a flood of ideas, good breaks, and talent. I submit my ways to you, knowing that you are faithful. I open my heart to receive everything you have in store for me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 But see, notice how it says a flood of good breaks, and talent, and ideas. I mean, those are miracles, too. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, I definitely think that can be interpreted multiple different ways. Some people will say a flood of of talents. What would be a talent exactly? I think a common day view of talent is is more of a skill. True. Okay. Yeah. But I definitely view that as more of a doors opening kind of view. More plays to uh, apply yourself. In multiple different talents. Things you may not have known you were good at. Yeah. What is something that you recently found you were good at? Talking to people. Really? I have never been one <laughs> yeah. for uh, public speaking of uh-huh. any kind. I've never been uh, open to the idea of talking to a large group of people. Or even more, a group larger than two. <laughs> uh, but as it turns out, uh, I can, apparently. Uh, still kind of iffy on the willingness to do so. But you're good at it. I have the, the talent to be able to get the attention of a group of people and share with them the word of God. <laughs> That's that is, great. That is definitely something I'd say a flood of talent coming into me because that's not not something I chose but it's something that was bestowed upon you definitely a gift a gift see I'm good with being in an auditorium and talking to people like a TED talks I love TED talks and I can get up there without any fear just talk to them and crack jokes but get me in an interview, like one-on-one or like a, a small group, and I am so nervous. I don't know what to do. I have anxiety, and I'm like, I start hyperventilating. Oh like this is this is not what I want to do. <laughs> 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 
So um, our wake up thought and something that you should meditate on throughout the day is God will bring a flood of opportunities for you to increase your influence in amazing ways. Look at that. Exactly what you were saying. Don't shrink back in fear. Don't be intimidated. You are well able. You are equipped. You are favored. Dare to take those steps of faith and receive all that he has for you. Yeah, that's your flood of opportunities. So don't shrink back in fear and get up in front of those people, okay? And you let them know. (laughs) I will let them know. You do. You let them know. Thank you. Of course. For sitting down with me and going over this. It's a novel experience. It is. Um, Definitely new to it. You are our first guest. So First time on a podcast. I know. How fun. Ed, okay. So for first time guest, let's have a, let's see, a quick question. Okay. So as our first guest, we are going to do a lightning round. Um, you can say the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. It's the worst possible idea. <laughs> I know, but it's so fun. Okay, are you ready? Nope. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Say a word in Spanish. I don't know any Spanish words. Any word? Uh, Por qué? <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in fate? Fate? Yeah. No. No? No. Why? I don't like the idea of not having at least a personal control over my own actions. Even if everything around me is decided, I would rather think that I have control over myself. But you don't because it's already written. But if it's already written and I believe that I still have control, nothing changes. Okay, so what about this? This is not part of the question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Side, Side thing. So do you believe in horoscopes? No. You know, what's interesting was I used to believe heavily into horoscopes you know my astrological charts and blah 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 what my personality is like and then i would i got to the point where i was reading them every morning and it would tell me how my day was going to turn out and there's some of days where it'd say you're going to get upset because something's going to happen today and then you get upset and you're like oh my gosh i read about that earlier yes i believe in the power (laughs) of suggestion all right but i do not believe that the position of the stars can change the way my life works. Mm, yeah. right? I think if you tell somebody, hey, you're going to be angry today, they will be angry that day. Yeah. And they're going to think back to what you said, and now you have control over them. I'm not a fan of that. right? I want to give somebody as much control over themselves and the decision to choose as possible. Because that brings out the most human emotions out of them, in my view. I agree. That's why I don't do horoscopes anymore. <laughs> I try not to. Okay, ready? Can you guess what my horoscope is? Or what, what's the word I'm looking for? My sign? I your sign? Your, yeah, your astrological sign. I think you are an Aries. Mm. <gasps> what are you? Pisces. You're a Pisces? Absolutely. Little fishy? Nope, I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus? Yep. How are you a Taurus? You're in February, aren't you? Absolutely not. Wait, you were born in February. I was not. I'll find out a little bit later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite number? Uh, 
1337. That's interesting. Do you wear socks with sandals? Every day. <laughs> I don't like my feet. <laughs> Only because I don't like my feet. If I like my feet, I, that would be changed. But I don't want to look at my feet. So socks all the time. Socks care. all the time. Okay. Would you want to live forever? Ugh. I think one of the joys of life is the end. At the same time, I want to experience everything. Yes. <laughs> Be like, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Are women complicated? 100%. So are men. <laughs> Do you like the word dapper? Yes. Godfather or Star Wars? Star Wars. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Anakin Skywalker. Not Darth Vader. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Clone Wars, baby. Clone Wars. All right. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. I view love as more of a choice than an emotion. A choice over an emotion. Okay. Do you own any stuffed animals? 100%. Three. Three stuffed animals? What are they? I'm not telling you. (gasps) You have three stuffed animals. Okay. If you were really hungry, would you eat a bug? I've ate bugs before. 100%. I was in New Orleans and they made a cricket salsa. Mm -hmm. It was so crunchy. Uh, At the the Houston Natural Science Museum and the butterfly exhibit, they Uh had a vending machine full of uh, candied bugs. And I have 100% tried all of them. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Okay. And our final one. Using an Elmo voice, tell me how you like your coffee. I like my coffee black. (laughs) No sugar. I think that's more stitch than Elmo. It's the best I can do. (laughs) I can't get that high tone in there. All right, Kane. Well, thank you so much for being on with me and thank talking. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, got a question. Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Zelda. I grew up with it. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being on, even though you <laughs> like Zelda and not Super Mario. <gasps> <laughs> and we look forward to having you back on the next one, if you'd like. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Bye.